The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. I'm Dan Roth, Editor-in-Chief here at LinkedIn, and this is a special bonus episode of This Is Working, a show where I talk with people who have an outsized impact on our professional world. Am I doing this because I'm afraid of something, or am I doing this because of love? And usually that'll, that'll set you on the right path. That's Jennifer Lopez. She's got a new movie out, Hustlers. So I thought I'd bring back this conversation we had in November of 2018. It's a little shorter than our usual episodes, but there's some really good lessons in it. Jennifer Lopez was unlike almost any other interview we've done here. Normally, we have CEOs come in, heads of state, and they might show up with one person, two people. Jennifer Lopez travels with a pack, and they show up before her. We had PR people, makeup folks, producers, all showing up, filling the hallways of LinkedIn, outside of our studio, waiting for J-Lo to show up. And when she shows up, she is all business, walking directly in, hands her purse to someone, goes to sit down in the seat, makeup perfect. I mean, she looks like she just stepped off a set somewhere and then ready to launch. And we got right into the interview. And what's great about her is she is, you'll hear this in the interview, she's open. She talks about mistakes that she's made and things that she wants to do better and how she manages her projects. And she's very thoughtful. We had a great conversation. Let's get right into it. Here's our talk. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. So how do you go from being, how does an everyday person go from Take advantage of this. Like myself, an everyday person. (laughs) How do you take that ownership idea and apply it to your life? Are there things that you are doing differently now that you think about yourself not as licensing your name but as owning these projects? Yeah, because if I come up with the idea for a a perfume, let's say, and I come up with how I want it to smell, uh, what the packages look like, I'm putting my name on it, and I'm going to be in all the ads. (laughs) Yeah, I can do that myself. Right. You know, I just have to partner up with a lab who can create the fragrance in the way that I want it. And I have to get a marketing, you know, there's, I, I can do it myself and then own part of it instead of licensing it up to some, one of the big cosmetic companies or something like this, where they make the lion's share of it. Yeah. So it's, it's those type of things that were learning curves for me. And by the way, I was very successful with those products and I'm very happy because I learned a lot. And, um, and I think we got the best deal we could have. And those, those people were very, in a sense, fair to me, but I also now know that I can do it on my own and that I can own it. So whatever businesses or any things that I want to share with my fans or consumers that I think I I have enough know-how experience uh, and and creative kind of spark to create something, a product that I think is going to be useful or helpful and and put it under my brand, which I think at this point I've built up kind of an equity with people of like, I promise you, if I say something, this is what it is. And if I tell you it's this, it's actually a good thing. And I don't, I've been very careful what I put my name on and making sure that it's quality. And so, yeah, I feel really good about the fact that we, we've moved from doing that to, to realizing that I can do it in a different way and being able to actually execute that at this time in my life. I saw a, a, a great quote from your significant other, Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. where he talked about you going direct to consumer with your personal branding. So we've talked about the ownership model. 
But one of the other things that you've been able to do is cut out the middleman right. when it comes to just talking to your fan or growing your fan base. How has having the ability to reach people directly changed how you market yourself, how you think about the businesses you're going into? Well, it changed everything, yeah. right? Because you can cut out the middleman. You can get direct to the fan or the person that you think would be interested in what you're, you're, you're selling. And so, you know, with the birth of social media, when we switched over from tabloids to social media— Super great for yeah. everybody. <laughs> like, the tablets are really hard to deal with. But social media really gave you this avenue where you could, people could get to know you mm -hmm. and actually strengthen your brand in a sense when you think about it because it strengthened the relationship you have with people. And that, I think, was the most important thing that happened as far as our businesses, you know, having to, like, go to a Macy's or a right. department store or, or, or have an outlet of any. This was something that... Again, not just them getting to know you, but you being able to go straight to them with, like, hey, I have this, and this is something I love, and I think you should see this, um, was, a, was a game changer. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan... TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Forbes lists you as the 53rd highest paid celebrity of the year. <laughs> if you look at the list, one of the things that really sets you apart is that you're not on the list because of a sport that you play or acting or producing. It is, as the trades call you, a multi-hyphenate. You have mm -hmm. so many projects going on at mm -hmm. once, they all add up. When you're dealing in this portfolio um, aspect of your life, when there's so many things you could be doing, how are you picking what projects that you want to take on? What what, what do you want to launch? What are you saying no to? How do you make that decision? You know, it's hard for me to say no, really? and it always has been. So I, I've always been this person who takes on a lot and, and because I, I love so many things. And I, I love acting. I love making movies. I also love making television. I love, you know, performing live. I love doing concerts. I love making music. I love being in the studio. So there's so many when opportunities come, it's hard for me to say no. Um, but what I think I've learned and what I'm trying to do now at this point in my life is to say no a little bit more and and, and hone it down to like working smarter hmm. instead of working all the time, which was, you know, it gets tiring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so many How do you do it? And I'm like, right. please stop asking me that question because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, it's going to catch up with me. So how are you saying no? I just, it's really about the quality of the projects, like I said, mm -hmm. and, and knowing which ones are going to have the best ROI. Right? And so first I have to love it mm -hmm. and respond to it. And, and creatively, the, the artist in me has to be singing, but also, you know, not taking on something that's going to take up seven months and yield this much, right. and then my whole year is gone, and then I have to like scramble to like make up, you know, everything, you know, the, the deficit in in other ways, and with a lot of other projects that I 
don't give me as much passion. And uh, so it's it's been, a like I said, it's been a transitional time, a learning curve over the years. And now I'm at a place where I just, I'm really much more particular mm-hmm. and, and, and force myself as much as I love doing so much to say no to the smarter things. Most, that changed too when I had my kids. Yeah. Your career path, as I think if you look back, you're incredibly successful, done a lot of amazing things. But you've had ups and downs in your career. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you, when you think back to those downs, how does it, is this the kind of thing that has a, um, is a hangover effect on you where you're like, oh, I don't ever want to go through that again? Is it a learning process for you? How do you, how do you use those, t- those points in your career which weren't great? You know, I just, I look at them now and I think you really just plowed through those. Mm. You know, and that's the thing. It's like you can't stop. You have to kind of keep on going. A failure is not falling down and making a mistake or choosing the wrong movie or doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's stopping. Stopping is the failure. Not continuing forward is the failure. Not keeping going. And so I feel very good about all the things I've done because, again, until you make those mistakes, until you, you know, do too much in one year or do the performance you shouldn't have done because you weren't ready or whatever, do the script that you know wasn't the right script, you don't know to say no the next time. And did you know at the time when you went through periods where it was the wrong script or the wrong show? Or the wrong song. The, the wrong, wrong song, yeah. Did you know when, when after when it comes or out? the wrong kind business. Of, yeah. Do you say... <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that was a real learning curve for me. That's great. I've, I've learned from that. Or is it the kind of thing where you just beat yourself up for a while? No, it, it, it always hurts when mm. you put so much into things because you don't, you don't put anything less into the failures, right? You, you, you work just as hard at those as you did the, the stuff that succeeded. And so you, you feel bad. I mean, you feel badly, of course, and you wish it would have turned out differently. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a lesson. Yeah. It's a real lesson. And if you if you look at them as lessons and, and you say, okay, what could I have done better or what did I do wrong? Or, you know, at the end of the day, I knew it wasn't right and I did it anyway, which is really mostly what happens. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to our gut enough telling us this is not the right thing for you right now. Um, you're doing this out of fear instead of out of love. That's usually when it went, winds up in misery. That's 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 the thing. That's the thing I think that is the best thing to think about in those moments. It's like, am I fear. am I doing this because I'm afraid of something, or am I doing this because of love? And usually that'll that'll set you on the right path. You must have people asking you all the time how to be the next Jennifer Lopez. What kind of career advice do you give people? You know, it's hard because there is no one set path for any one successful person. Like I feel like everybody takes a different path. Like there's no actors that I talk to that go, oh, we all started at acting school and then from there we did plays and then from plays we went to television. There's like no one way to do it. You know, I started as a dancer and then I thought I was going to do Broadway and I didn't and I did some tours abroad and then I came back here and I got a job as Fly Girl on In Living Color and then I started studying acting and then from there uh, I got my first television show and my first development deal and then from there, you know, and then from there, I got my first movie. It, it just, it, there was a, a process to it that I couldn't have predicted or planned or have said, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. It just all happened the way it happened. And I think all you can do is know where you want to go and take steps every single day in that direction, whatever that is, getting better at what you do. 
And I think that gets you there. Where that will take you, I cannot tell you. But I do know that if you just wake up every day and go, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to be, and today this is the thing that I'm doing to kind of keep going in that direction, eventually you will get there. That's great. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much for joining thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That was Jennifer Lopez. If you liked what you heard, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find the show. Also, be sure to share what you liked about the show or even what you didn't using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. As you can imagine, I'm constantly posting new ideas and new interviews. And you'll get my newsletter that's tied to the show as well. I'm Dan Roth. Thanks for listening.